Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. But last night, uh, Stacy and I were just talking and remembering of the goodness of the Lord in our lives over the years. This past week uh, was a very nostalgic week for me. Uh, I was looking through some old photos and I started out trying to look for a particular photo. And next thing you know, hours later, I'm still looking through photos. And as I'm looking through these photos, I'm sending my family photos. And mom and dad is here today. Hey, everybody, there's my mom and dad. So good to have you here with us this morning. And as I'm looking through photos, I was sending mom some old photos and sending some friends some photos. And next thing you know, it's 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 hours. I'm like, man, I didn't mean to do this. But when I got done, I thought this is exactly what I should be doing because it brought back a remembrance of the goodness of God. I'm preaching right now, in case you don't know. I'm already into the message. I'm preaching. It brought back the the goodness of God. Over the years, I encourage each and every one of you to look at old photos because old photos actually show you progress. When you look back at the old photos, you say, look where I was. And I thought I was so cool. And I, I thought I had it all right. And I thought we were doing what was right. And, and I was looking at it and I thought, man, look at the progress that the Lord has made in my life over the years. And I started thinking about dreams and visions. And uh, Romans 15, 13, and I'm putting everybody on the spot, Colleen and Paul, you guys I know are on the spot. In case you don't know, uh, we preload all the verses and all that good stuff because we like to be ready. Amen. We like to be prepared. But sometimes uh, we we'll, we we'll yield to the spirit of God and do what the spirit of God says do. And look at verse 13. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, the God of hope, the initiator of hope, the originator of hope, the source of hope will fill you. Watch this with all joy and peace in believing or while you are believing. So believing should not be a hard thing. Believing God should not be a burdensome type of ordeal. Believing should fill you with joy and peace. Why? Because God is the God of hope and hope gives you expectation of something good to happen. Uh, when you're believing, you realize, recognize where you are, locate yourself. If I'm sad in terms of, man, I've been believing God, I've been believing, I'm getting sadder and sadder and sadder. It's because you're, you're doubting more, more and more. If you were filled with more and more hope or abounding with hope, you would actually be filled with more joy as you are believing. You would be getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, I'm not, don't, I'm not trying to belittle you or point the finger at you. I'm just letting you know that if you are sad while believing God, you have lost your hope. And so if we want to be people of hope, God is the source of hope, and we want to be people of hope, and we want to abound in hope with this expectation of something good, and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to uh, remind us and enforce us and require us to continue to hope 
in him, then our expectation will be great. Our joy will be great and our peace will be great. And this is how I locate myself. If I'm sad, down and depressed, somewhere along the lines, I have lost my hope. And over the last several weeks, I'm just preaching to you today out of my goodie bag. This is my goodie bag. This is what I've been going through, which I've been talking to myself about. And, you know, preaching and teaching is the vehicle which God uses to get things moving in your life. Never underestimate preaching and teaching because it is the vehicle God uses to get things moving in your life. And so uh, I've been thinking about this. There's been some things that I've been in the past really excited about. Man, I'm excited about this and I'm excited about that. And I've noticed that I haven't been as excited about them like I used to be. I noticed that uh, I started thinking and working things out in my brain as to, well, you know, what if this doesn't work? Now, if you start asking the questions, what if this doesn't work? You have now got into the realm of your senses, your five physical senses, what you can see, touch, taste, smell, and hear. You've gotten into that realm. You've gotten out of faith and you've gotten into the realm of sense knowledge and you've gotten to the sensory realm and you've gotten to the realm of, well, that can't happen for me. Then you start belittling yourself. You start degrading yourself. You start looking down on yourself and it can happen for Pookie and it can happen for Ray Ray, but it can't happen for me because I'm little old me and you've gotten out of faith. You've gotten out of hope and you've gotten out of expectation of God doing something good in your life. And I was reminded in Acts chapter three, we don't have to go there, but Acts chapter three, verse five, you have a lame man who has not walked ever in his life. He was born lame from birth. And we realize in Acts four that this man is in his 40s. So he's never walked, but daily he came to the temple and his friends brought him to the temple every single day. They brought him to the temple every day, every day, every day. He didn't miss a day. Every day they brought him to the temple and he laid at the temple and he he saw Peter and John. And and he's asking them for something and they look at him. Now, they're, they're standing over him. He's laid down. They're standing up. They look at him and they say, look at us. And he had to lift up his eyes. Come on, somebody say, lift up your eyes. Matter of fact, say, lift up mine eyes. He had to lift up his eyes and look at them. And it said when he lifted up his eyes, he gave them his attention, which means he concentrated on them and them only, nothing else, them and then only, because he was expecting to receive something. Man, that that just uh, went off on the inside of me. Are you expecting to receive something? He was expecting to receive something. Now, God used that expectation because he was expecting to receive money. But God used that expectation and used it to bring him something worthwhile, way more than money, more valuable than money. He gave him his legs. So you go make money. You don't have to beg for money anymore. You can get up now and go make your own money. It's like the old saying, well, you can't, you, you rather teach, a, teach someone how to, how to fish than to bring them a fish, right? He was able at that point to go make his own money because God gave him something greater than his expectation. But God had to use the expectation in order to work the miraculous in his life. And 
weep because we, we are bombarded with uh, what you can't do, what the news media, what your mama and daddy said you can't do, what your friends say you can't do, what your boss says you can't do, what your own mind tells you that you can't do, that you limit God's ability to work wonders in your life. And expectation, we have to, we have to get your hopes up. You have to get your hopes up. You have to get expected about something good happening in your life because expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Expectation is like a magnet that draws possibilities into your life. Expectation is what it brings the joy of tomorrow into today. Versus worry brings the dread of tomorrow into today. Expectation brings the joy that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. And this term on Wednesday night at our midweek boost, I talked about this term because it's been reverberating on the inside of me. The term is it came to pass. Somebody shout it came to pass. Shout it again. It came to pass. This term has been just on the inside of me. It came to pass. It came to pass. It came to pass. Now, it came to pass is means there's an historical event attached to it. That means it, it, it manifested. Uh, it appeared. It, it, it came out of uh, what out of nowhere, what you would see it that way. It came all of a sudden. It came to pass. But what is it? It is whatever you are believing for. What is the it that that shall come to pass in your life? And last night we were sitting on the couch, my wife and I, and we were talking about these things. And I asked her, I said, what uh, what are some things that you had been believing for? That it came to pass. And I, I'm, I'm going to challenge you guys with this. Take some time this week. What are some things that you believed for and it what you believe for came to pass. And we started talking. There were a couple of different things that we talked about. Many of you know the, the Las Vegas trip. If you don't know the story, I'll tell you again. Uh, this was uh, probably 2017, January. Stacy says to me, I want to go to Las Vegas this year. I tell her that's not in the budget. And, uh, that we not, we not going. I mean, you're going to have to, we go, money going to have to come from somewhere else. To get that to happen because that's not what we had planned on doing. She's like, well, I, I, I want to go. I said, well, you're going to have to ask God. Provide for us to go. She said, I'll do that. I get a call four months later. Four months later from a man who says to me, I want to pay for you and your wife to go on vacation to Las Vegas. And I'll, I'll take care of all of that for it. I said, man, what you don't know. Is my wife told me this in January that she wanted to go to Vegas. And we ended up going that July, spending an all-expense-paid trip to Las Vegas. Somebody shouted, it came to pass. Yeah. It came to pass. So, one, she verbalized what her expectation was. And then God used that expectation and brought it from a means that I could have never even considered to bring it to pass in her life. Somebody shout, it came to pass. There was one particular time that I was, we had just started the church, and I was thinking about this last night, and uh, we, we were just getting going, and uh, praise God, the people were giving. 
But I was believing God for additional resources to come in outside of the people giving in our ministry. Thank God that you guys are faithful tithers and givers and you give above and beyond. But at that time, I was believing God that our influence would increase and that people would give on a on a larger scale. I'm still believing God for that. And God is providing that glory to God. Well, this particular time I was thinking about this. I, I, I this guy wanted to meet me at Panera. He's like, hey, let's meet at Panera. Now, I was early in ministry, probably the second year, first or second year. And I was trying to meet everybody I could at that time because I was really trying to just uh, network, get in, get to know people. People would want to hang out. I was saying, I'll hang out with you. I'm a little different now. My time is a lot more valuable then than it is today. Glory to God. But I, at that time, I was like, you want to hang out? You want to you want to get to know me? Come on, let's go hang out. And so we, uh, this guy, I, I don't even remember the guy's name. We went to hang, we went to Panera, he wanted to meet with me. I, <laughs> I was parking my car and I hit another car, parking the car. I have never in my life done that. I still to this day don't know how I hit this car. It was parked. I hit it, hit the light. I'm like, what in the world? I was paying attention, everything. I just hit this car. So I leave a note on the car. Man, I, you know, this is my info. I hit your car, my insurance, so on and so forth will take care of it. I go into Panera. The guy's sitting there. And he's like, man, I saw you out there on that car. What happened? I said, man, I hit that car, man. I'm so upset. He goes, did you leave a, I saw you writing something. Did you leave a note? I left a note. On the car, he's like, huh. So we got to talking. And like I said, I don't even remember the guy's name. We got to talking, every, so on and so forth. I leave. You know, the guy that I that I hit the car, he contacted me. He was very thankful. He's like, no one does that. I'm very thankful you did that. My insurance took care of it, so on and so forth. Later on, we checked the church mailbox. And at the time, remember, I'm believing God for extra money to come in from sources that don't really sit in our ministry. We get a check in the mailbox for $2,000 from that guy. Amen. Glory be to God. It came to pass. Somebody shouted, it came to pass. And he had a little note. He said, he said, I had a couple thousand dollars I wanted to sow. And when I saw your integrity of writing the note, I said, man, this is where I want to sow this 2000 Glory to God. Hallelujah. It came to pass. And so I started thinking last night about all the things that we're believing God for and, and the things that have come to pass. Ziana, who is here today, Zai from college. Yes, she's here. In the ninth grade, she came up to me and she said, I want to go to Georgetown. I said, well, I said, first of all, I mean, I mean, come on, come on. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, we talking about we talking about a $60,000 a year school, right? I'm looking at her like, okay. And so I tell her, I said, uh, you won't even be considered for Georgetown unless you make straight A's. I said that you can say you want to go all day, but if you don't make straight A's, they won't consider you. Plus it's a prestigious school and it costs this much money. Who going to pay for it? And so we had a heated conversation back and forth. I was like, and when I say heated, you know, we're passionate people in our house and we're heated, you know, <laughs> We're not loud, but we're passionate. And so we were like, you know what? Uh, she said to me, she said, yeah, I want to go. And I was like, we're going to get straight A's. Well, I'm going to make straight A's. I said, well, you're going to do it because you ain't going to go if you don't do it. Well, I'm going to do it. Well, lo and behold, she started working. 
Started making straight A's. And then the next year, she says, you know, I don't really want to go to Georgetown. I want to go to the school called UNC Asheville. And it's a school I've been looking at, and, and I want to I wanna go there now. I said, okay, make straight A's, and they'll pay you to go. She said, I will. Man, she made straight A's. Next thing you know, she applies to 13 schools, getting accepted into all 13. Yes. One of them being UNC Asheville. And then she interviews for a prestigious scholarship. She was one of five people chosen. Thousands interviewed for it. She got it, got a full ride to UNC Asheville. Somebody shout, it came to pass. Hallelujah. It came to pass. It came to, come on, say it came to pass. You need to start talking about things that you are believing for as if it has already come to pass. You need to start looking at that what's in the future and calling it already done now in the name of Jesus. It came to pass. Matter of fact, in Mark eleven twenty four, Mark eleven twenty four, in the very famous passage of scripture, Jesus is telling us here, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, watch this. Believe you receive them and you will have them. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Jesus said whatever things you say when you pray. I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, when am I supposed to believe that I receive it? When I pray. When I ask, I'm supposed to believe that I receive it when I ask for it. I'm not supposed to believe I receive it once I get it, because then you may not get it. It takes faith in order to bring into reality those things in the invisible realm into the material realm. It doesn't happen by chance, doesn't happen by hope, it happens by faith. And so faith says, when I ask, when I pray, I'm the believe I receive right then, and then you will have. Many of us, myself included, have not put this verse into practice. We pray and we're still praying. And we're still praying. We're praying. We still, Lord, come on. I'm still praying. I'm still praying. And the Lord's saying, you got to believe that you receive it now. You got to act as if you have it now. You got to talk as if you've got it now. Now, you know, don't lie to nobody. You're talking to yourself. You're not trying to convince nobody else of it. You're not trying to trick nobody and manipulate nobody else. You're talking to yourself. I've got it now. I've been, I'm calling my house debt free now. It's not, it's not debt free right now. There is a bill, but I call it paid for now because I asked the Lord to let me live in a debt free house. He told me I got to believe that I receive it now. Then I'll have it. So my house is paid for in the name of Jesus. Debt free house. Now, somebody saw that came to pass. Now, in the natural, I still owe money on it. But in the spirit realm, it's debt free. Come on, somebody. Romans 4.17 says this. We got to be like God who gives life to the dead and calls things that be not as though they were. So I'm supposed to call something that's not as though it is. Car, you look like you still have debt on you. I call you paid for in the name of Jesus. Car, paid for in Jesus' name. And then you write that, every time you write that car payment, you call it paid for. Bring it out. This car is paid for in the name of Jesus. I call it paid. And you move on. And 
speedily. In the spirit realm, speedily, it's working. It's working in the spirit realm. It came to pass. When I was single, I was single and I was looking to mingle when I was single. And I and as a single man, I started thinking, it's time for me to stop mingling. It's time for me to get serious about somebody. And as I as I was as you know, I'm going. I'm a church guy. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I was preaching in the church. I was before as a single man and and doing different things. But I used to say, today is the day I meet my wife. I would get up in the morning and say, today is the day. So I knew if I was going to go to Walmart, I had to put something nice on because today is the day. I'm gonna meet my wife. See, when I knew, I, I, I knew that it, it's it, it's it, it's I got to call things that be not as though they were. And why can't today be the day? And so I would wake up and say, "Today is the day I meet my wife." Now I was I was dumb and didn't realize it. And when I met her, what it was a year and a half or so before I even realized that she was the one. It took me a long time. I wasn't that smart as y'all. It took me a long time to recognize it. But when I recognized it. I said, oh, so the day I met her was that day I met my wife. Come on, somebody. It came to pass. Shout, it came to pass. You got to call things that be not as though they were. Now, notice I didn't say you got to call things that were as though they're not. So you got a sickness dealing with, dealing with in your body. I can't begin to say, well, can't, I don't have cancer. I just don't have it. I don't care. The doctor said, I don't have it. I don't have it. That's calling things that are as though it's not. Bible don't say that. He says, call things that be not as though they are. And so I got to call healing into my body. I'm healed in the name. Cancer, you must cease to exist in my life. Diabetes, you must go in the name of Jesus. Sickness and pain, you must leave in the name of Jesus. I curse you at the root in the name of Jesus. And you then begin to call things that be not. Healing come in Jesus' name. Healing, come in the name of Jesus. And when you begin to do that, you'll see it shall come to pass. And then you'll get to the point where you say, it came to pass. Come on, somebody shout, it came to pass. When you believe God for these things to come to pass, they are coming to pass. I told y'all a story. I think it was Wednesday night. Many of you know uh, I, I had a uh, mallet finger in one. It was this finger right here. Now, I'm not flicking y'all off, but it was this finger right here. I had mallet finger. That means the tendon disconnected from the bone at the top of this finger. Finger was hanging down like this. I started telling people, like, look at my finger. Oh, my finger. I was whining and complaining my finger. And they were like, oh, that's going to be like that forever. You know, you know how people are. That finger is going to stay like that forever. You know? Yeah. They ain't, yeah, it ain't never going to be the same. That finger. It ain't ever going to be the same. And I started thinking, like, wait a minute. I said, I need this finger to work. And I started thinking, now nah, other fingers work. This finger needs to work too. And so I said, you know what? I began to talk to this finger. I said, finger, you need to stand up in the name of Jesus. I said, I said, tendon reattached to the bone in Jesus' name. I said, you got to come back and wrap around that bone so I can begin to do this to the finger. I couldn't do that before. And then I did something practical. Somebody say practical. I put a little wrap on it. People, I'm, I'm believing God, and then you won't even do I'm believing God for healing, but I'm eating 25 cupcakes. I won't work out. I got to do something practical because it's the pursuit of your desire that shows that you mean what you say. 
And so I put a little wrap on it. I wrapped it up and I, and someone said, keep it on there for six weeks. I said, that sounds good to me. So I kept it on there six weeks and I kept it and I took that wrap off and that figure shot up like this. I said, it's standing up, Stacy. It's standing up. And it's, it was standing up so tall, I couldn't even bend it. I was like, I had to, because the muscle was so tight in there, finally I had to do some exercises bending. But it came to pass. Come on, somebody shout, it came to pass. Glory, hallelujah. It came to pass. Hallelujah. I got more stories to tell you about the goodness of God and it coming, his goodness coming to pass. His, his manifested presence he wants to make us, we talked about this last week, a visible display of his grace in his kindness toward us because we believe in Jesus. He wants people to see on, to, to look at us and say, that's the goodness of God. They may not know about it, but you know it's the goodness of God. We must be a manifestation of the goodness of God. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.